usually my podcast, I'd say, I'd probably say eight months out of the year, it has no advertisement at all. Mm -hmm. But that way, when I do place it in, it's on every single episode and it's there just for a short time to really pique someone's interest because they're like, this is different. What is this? Yeah, that's a really good option. Yeah, I, I like the uh, dynamic insertion at the very beginning, too, because people are, that's when they're, you've got them hooked, they're there to listen. So you may as well. Yeah, that's a, a really good option. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the first part of my conversation with Alex Sanfilippo. My next guest is an entrepreneur who is the CEO and founder of PodPros, a software company focused specifically on the podcasting industry. He's also a podcast host of the top-rated podcast, Podcasting Made Simple, and a leading educator in podcasting. His name is Alex Sanfilippo, and his groundbreaking business ventures have definitely shaped the world of podcasting in a big way. If you're looking to make more out of your podcast while also retaining your sanity, Alex has a few ideas. As always, if you have questions for my guest, you're welcome to reach out through the links in the show notes. If you have questions for me, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com, where you'll find a lot of ways to get in touch. You can also join regular Clubhouse chats in the Power of Sound house at 2 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. Plus, subscribing to the newsletter will let you know when the new podcasts are available and what the newest Clubhouse rooms will be about. And if you're getting some value from listening, the best ways to show your support are to share this podcast with a friend and leave an honest review. Both those things really help, and I'd love to feature your review on future podcasts. You can leave one either in written or in voice format from the podcast's main page. I would so appreciate that. And now, here's my conversation with Alex Sanfilippo. Hey, well, welcome, Alex. I have been looking forward to this a lot actually and we had to put off the first one so <laughs> yeah Jody, we had to put it off because i absolutely love your voice and probably everybody says that right <laughs> and i just knew i was like i was just getting home from a trip and for some reason after i'm on a plane i feel like i start i just sound like a little nasally or something like that i'm like this would be acceptable for any podcast except for jody's <laughs> audio branding i'm like and so i just emailed him like can we please like i just don't want to be that intimidated so anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm back to 100 percent. i sound as good as i can i don't sound jody level you but sound you know great thank and you. thank you i appreciate it i am always appreciative of people who pay attention to the sound and, and think about that. So thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm honored to be here, by the way. I love listening to your show. And so as a, well, as a listener myself, it's just, it's an honor to be in this seat today. So thank you. Thank you. We just had our 200th episode yesterday. So yeah. I'm Congrats. Kind of, That's amazing. Yeah. Kind of thrilled about that. So yeah. Hard to believe I made it, but yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm sure you get that kind of conversation a lot, actually. And I'm sure we'll get into that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I can just tell you off the top of my head because I just looked at these numbers. So at the time of recording mm -hmm. this, you have just under a 6% chance of making it to 200 episodes. So congratulations, you're here. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Who knew it would happen? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I, I always like to ask people when they come on this show, and it's a wonderful kind of intro to how you got into enjoying audio. So do you have an early memory of how sound moved you? 
Yeah, maybe a little bit unique. I'll try not to get emotional about it. But when I was uh, born and really young, I had uh, an issue where I wasn't able to hear or at least hear very well. I was very young, so my parents were hearing this from doctors. that I just wasn't responding to... To, to things from a, uh, like like an actual like sound level, right? And uh, I, I thank God for this, that for, for healing. It was through chiropractics. They were able to do some a, a series of adjustments over time that actually enabled me to be able to hear a completely normal and at, at a full functioning level, which again, I, I thank God for. I'm super thankful for that. I didn't have to get any tubes in my ears, which the original idea was they were going to do some a set of different surgeries and stuff like that to try to to correct the the thing, but my my parents were like, let's 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 pray for this kid and take him to chiropractors and see what happens, right? Okay. And uh, so for me, that was like my initial, I guess, hearing sound, right? And, and beyond that, at a young age, I can remember uh, I grew up in the the early '90s, I guess, is when I was like more of a that was when I was mm-hmm. a kid, right? I was in my prime, right? And uh, I can remember just enjoying audio so much, and it was actually tapes uh, back then. So of course, I remember my mom driving us around, me and my brothers. And we listened to something called Adventures in Odyssey, which is like these little adventure things. And I remember as a kid, like visualizing it, right? Like setting the scene, get the scenarios, but just thoroughly enjoying the the element of creativity myself. And I, I can actually tell you that as a kid, TV made me much less creative whenever I had the opportunity to watch it. So much so that my mom was like, listen, you're going to go outside and play, right? But whenever it was audio only... I, I would create the visions myself, and I think that a lot of my creativity creativity is owed to those moments. So that's kind of my background with sound and how it's really moved me. I love that. Yeah, Katie Lee was involved in in that, right? She's a a, a colleague and friend. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know anybody who was involved in it. I was just a little guy, but I do know the name. Yes. Yeah. 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 And they do really good work. So yeah, it's it's wonderful to see that as a, a memory coming up. Yeah. I grew up in the eighties, so <laughs> I was born in eighty eight. So you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm there kind of right. Yeah, that was my first year of university. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, you know what? I was trying to look out for you, dude. So. <laughs> appreciate it. It's okay. <laughs> I still remember the Saturday morning cartoons of the 80s. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, uh, jingles were a big thing. Uh, and I think they were a lot less of a thing by the time you were coming around listening to things like that. I think jingles were much bigger years before. But yeah, there's sound. It, it has that way of creating uh, a theater of the mind that I think a lot of us really thrive on creatively. So you're right that it's a, in, an interesting idea that unfortunately television does not inspire us to the same thing. <laughs> no, not at all. And that's why I, I will always have a respect for it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what got you into the interest for podcasting? Because that must have come from somewhere. <laughs> Did you have a radio background? Did no, anything like actually, that? Actually, as a matter of fact, I so I got into podcasting as a listener first, which mm-hmm. is probably the story for everybody, right? Uh, but I'll, I'll never forget it. it. And I was late to the podcasting game. I don't know what year it was, but I was working in the aerospace industry. And before anyone gets super excited, I wasn't an astronaut, skydiver, or fighter pilot. Like I was just a guy behind a computer, right? Anyway, one of my departments I was overseeing at this time was the shipping receiving department where we were actually shipping aircraft parts and stuff. And I always, I was, I was a very social uh, leader in the company, right? So I was always going around. So I'm like walking through and I can hear them listening to something really loud. And I assumed that there was me something on the screen. So like I, I walk around the corner and I immediately look at like the, the, the bigger screen and shipping receiving. I was like, what are you all, are you, you're all watching something? And they're like, no, we're listening. I was like, what is this? Like, why did you turn off the screen? They're like, well, no, it's just a podcast. I was like, what the heck is a podcast? 
They're like, it's just audio. It's just a conversation between two people on audio. And I remember I literally said, huh, that's a pretty dumb idea. That'll never work. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing is I was in shipping receipt for about 20 minutes. And I started listening to it while they were like kind of working. I was like looking around at some stuff. And I was like, hey, who are these guys? Hey, wh- wh- like wh- where would you find this, right? Mm-hmm. Like I started asking those questions. And like for a guy who thinks this is going away, you seem pretty interested. And it's because I actually got into the conversation. I'm like, well, they're actually talking about something I'm – kind of curious about myself and so that same day somebody showed me on my iphone that i had something called podcasts on there and a little purple icon and like everybody i'm like oh i didn't even know that was there right so i click it and they told me what show it was and i started listening to it Uh, i kind of like figured out where they were at and and started listening and so the rest of the day it was in my ears and i'll tell you what jody from that moment on i was like i love this i hope it never goes away and that was my introduction to podcasting yeah <laughs> That's great. Well, you were hooked. Yeah. And yeah. then what got you into the whole creating software for podcasters then? Because I know I'm a member of Podmatch and I know that you're, you know, there's a whole bunch of other things in your ecosystem that you've put together. So, I mean, again, there's, there's got to be a progression from being an avid listener to, you know, and, and you have a podcast of your own, of course. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here <laughs> yeah well so, yeah, so yeah i did listen for a few years and um i discovered that there was there were podcasts about podcasting even back then i i think the year was maybe 2013 maybe mm-hmm. is what it was mm-hmm. and uh, i was like wow there's podcasts teaching people how to podcast right now i'll never forget like the first one i listened to um was duct tape marketing and John, I can't think of his last name right now, but John was interviewing a guy named John Lee Dumas, JLD, Entrepreneurs yes. on Fire, as we know him, right? And yep. he was newer to podcasting. He was just sharing how, like, he's like, I started a show and I'm doing, like, really well now. And again, so I think John started in, like, 2012, and this is 2013. So it's, like, a year after that. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, hearing that. And at that point, I was, I was in blogging and WordPress specifically. Like, I was kind of working on those type of things and I had so many questions about, like, how to do this, right? And I got tired of writing? I don't know, Jody. Like, <laughs> I, I just feel like it was a lot. I'm like, man, this question, like, I don't even really know how to unpack it. And now mm-hmm. I'm going to spend a week writing a good blog post on this. I don't really want to write about this anyway. So I just started a little podcast for people that were working in WordPress. And it was just me talking about, hey, a bunch of people have been asking about this. And there were like 10, 15 minute episodes. I think I recorded them in my car, like, because I thought that was a good idea. Um, you know, it's way, not a horrible idea, honestly, uh, because there are a car running. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, Probably sitting, like, not. A, sitting in a parking lot next to a highway. Just that was, I was <laughs> like, yeah, no one's going to notice. And now I think back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, <laughs> the car is loud. I have the AC just blaring at full blast. And oh, there's no. a highway. Anyway. Um, so yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea. Maybe there's some <laughs> Best practices if you turn for- off the car and you're off of the highway and <laughs> okay. yeah, it's an insulated area. The reason I say that is because I know a lot of voice talent have recorded in their car when they're on the road and they need a place to record because it's an insulated area. So if you go into the back seat of your car and you just like clamp your microphone onto one of the seats and you know, you have a, maybe a little bit of padding around you. It actually is not a bad environment to record in. <laughs> but yeah, you probably don't want the AC blasting and you don't want lots of cars going by. And yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> I, I needed you uh, in 2013, obviously. Um, 
<laughs> so anyway, that was my introduction to it, and I ended up not doing well with that show. Like, I couldn't keep up with it. I, my focus was blogging at that point. Sure. Uh, fast forward just a little bit of time, I actually started a multi-author blog that was uh, faith-driven. So for me, I already kind of hinted at the beginning here, but like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a follower of Jesus, and mm -hmm. I wrote about that. Just like, really how Jesus could help you through tough times is really like the focus of it. Sure. And same thing. I like to write. I had fun doing that, but there was always more things coming in. So I started this time a podcast that I actually did in my home and figured out how to do some soundproofing stuff, right? It was mostly pillows and blankets and stuff like that. It works. And it works. Yeah, it, it got, got me by. People were always like, what gear are you using? I was still only using my iPhone. Like, that's it. I, I didn't know anything about this stuff. And yep. thankfully, I have friends now like you that tell me, hey, Alex, this is a microphone. It makes <laughs> you sound better. Because I didn't know that, right? Like, I was like, oh, well, how, what do you plug yeah. it into, right? Uh, where does yep. the sound go? Um, anyway, so I, I got into it. Uh, that was probably, so 2013 was my, fail, my failed attempt, my pod fade uh, uh, like year, if you will, right? And then 2014 is when I started this other show that actually did exceptionally well. Uh, it really took off because it was connected to a blog that was already uh, pretty big. There was a hundred and some odd authors for it, and I was like the voice of it because I was the podcast behind it. And just fell in love with the medium. And fast forward a few more years, I think 2018, I started a podcast called, I, I wanted to get into entrepreneurship myself. So I started one called Creating a Brand. And it was about the art of creating a brand. Like, how do you do this? And at this point, I was still in that corporate job, the aerospace job, uh, where I wasn't a skydiver, astronaut, or fire pilot. But, you know, still a, <laughs> still a really fun gig. And uh, so I, uh, I decided to start this show. And I was like, I'm going to learn to become an entrepreneur by talking to people who have successfully left a nine-to-five job to pursue this passion full-time. And what does that look like? How do they do it? Right? I'm just going to have those conversations. And that show, like the one before it, just did exceptionally well from day one. And for that, I am... So thankful. A lot of that is timing. A lot of it was uh, and branding, right? Like it was kind of a, sure. all the things put together and uh, just so thankful. And I learned two things from that podcast, Jody. Number one, how to become an entrepreneur. And for anyone who's curious, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I have to give the, the very quick version. This is no disrespect to the 158 guests I interviewed on that, but I'm going to way oversimplify it. But step one, find an area of passion. Step two, get into the community of that area of passion. Step three, solve a problem for that that community and step four, uh, or sorry, find a problem they're struggling with and step four is to solve it. I really appreciate you being here. Know anyone that you think would make a great guest for this podcast? Someone who works in sound on behalf of clients? Please do get in touch. I'd love to hear about them. Your recommendations are always super helpful. And now back to the show. So find passion, community, problem, solution, and just do that as fast and simple as you possibly can. And so I learned that, right? But I also learned that I wanted it to be in the podcasting industry. And so that's ultimately what led me to launch my company, Podmatch, which you hinted at a little while ago, yep. which is a service that connects guests and hosts for interviews, works like a dating app, uh, but instead of connecting for dates, it connects you for podcast interviews. But that all kind of came through that <laughs> I journey. I love that description. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, it's one of those, again, going back to branding, uh -huh. I've just learned about simplicity, right? Like I, yep. I need, I love audio. I love words. What I don't love is when somebody takes 10 minutes to explain something that I still don't get, right? The second I say it's like a dating app that connects you for podcast interviews instead of dates, everybody says, oh, wow, that's really cool. They immediately get it, right? Yep. I, and I always say, people are like, a, a picture is worth a thousand words. And I always say, but the right words are priceless. It's just a matter of discovering those right words. And when you discover them, man, is that powerful. Yeah, very true. Yeah. It's also in the delivery of how you share those words, too. That, that's why <laughs> so. I listen to you, Jody, because you helped me with that. <laughs> I, I, used, I'm, I'm a, I talk fast. I'm a little bit robotic, but you, you've helped me a little bit. I'm like, man, my cadence. So listen, to, when Jody says it, like, you can deliver the worst news on the planet, and it sounds 
beautiful. And I'm like, oh, oh but, but how nice did it sound when she said that tragic <laughs> thing that happened, right? Like, I want that, Jody. That's what I'm coming. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I am not hearing any robotic here, so you're okay, you're doing good. just fine. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so, uh, have you used advertising in your podcast? And is that something that you? suggest that people do or when it comes to monetize monetization i know that a lot of people are so into this like the first thing they want to do when they do get into podcasts is they want to make money you know they want to make sure that their podcast makes money and i personally have always been of the thought that that isn't the first thing you should be thinking about and you now also have another podcast that teaches about podcasting, right? So from that podcast, you moved on to the entrepreneurial one, you moved on to another podcast, if you want to talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, those two things really go hand in hand, because my podcast mm -hmm. now is, it's the same feed. So by the way, creating a brand is the first 158 episodes of what's now called podcasting made simple. And that's probably my forever show. I love it. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so podcasting made simple. It's for podcast guests and hosts, just helping them further their craft and level up on either side of the mic. And initially, Jody, like you're saying, like I was like, okay, do we do ads on this? Because we have a really, we have a really good niche, right? A really good focus. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the keys to making a sponsorship or ad work. But something I started realizing is people have a really hard time remembering what's discussed on a podcast if it goes in a bunch of different directions. And because of that, I was like, well, hold on. If we have a sponsor, let's just say a microphone company, right, that's going to be our sponsor. But then I also want to promote our virtual event and talk about Podmatch. Now I'm telling people three separate things. Like, are they going to remember that? Yeah, that's a lot. And, and it, it turns into a lot. And what I've realized is, especially my audience, and I guess every audience is a little bit different, but I don't think this is too uncommon. My audience is listening while they're cleaning, cooking, driving, working out, doing some chore, right? Totally. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of audio and what makes it so retainable by us, right? Like uh -huh. we retain it so well because uh, if you think about it, like we're typically, we remember things better for doing something else at the same time. There's a lot of science behind that I'm not going to get into. But for me, I'm like, I don't want them to be vacuuming their house and be like, okay, Alex said the microphone uses this. He said he has a virtual event coming up, but he also has, what was his company called? He's a company too, right? So I just decided, you know what? We're not going to ever run ads. We're only going to promote our one thing at that one time that matters most to us. And we're going to tell people, this is the singular direction we want you to go in if you enjoyed this content. And that for us has worked night and day different than having multiple directions for people to go. Very interesting. So now instead of taking money from an advertiser to put on your podcast, you're promoting your own things. So basically advertising for yourself, which I think is a, a really good way to look at this in that it can be a, a marketing vehicle for people if they have something that they're putting together like a uh, you know, an event or they have a PDF they want people to have a look at or they have a coaching session or something, you know, promoting your own stuff on your podcast can help narrow that focus, right? As oh, you're saying. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I think I have a couple of thoughts here. If you mm -hmm. do have a product or service of your own, I always say that's what you should be promoting. Uh, example, though, if you don't, and you have a really niche, solid podcast, you can go find an, a real sponsor, not just advertisers that'll talk about getting your car rotated or a, a new mattress, right? But <laughs> We've all heard the mattress. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> I, yes, we have. Uh, or the, the the shave club one, right? Like yes. we've, we've heard them, right? And it's like Hello okay, Fresh. This, yes. We, here's the thing: we all need to sleep. We all need to eat. We probably most of us like to shave, right? Like those are all that's valid, but it's not really fitting the, the niche. And here's a great example: of this uh, Harry Durham, who, who is someone that we, we I think you probably know as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast Podcast Junkie is his, uh, Junkies is his podcast, and he launched a podcast called Vertical Farming. And the whole idea was if you live in a small place, how to do vertical farming. And at that point, before he launched the podcast, there was only one company selling kits for vertical farming. It was very expensive. Before he launched the show, they gave him $50,000 saying, we're going to be your only sponsor. And here's the thing. He didn't have a product. He was passionate about vertical farming in your home, right? And so that company, they're like, listen, if one person or I don't know what it was, if like five people convert a month. You're the only podcast about it, number one, so everyone's mm-hmm. going to listen to it. Two, if we convert five a month, we're profitable. And it was like a no-brainer. So the, every month he was making just this cra- – for podcasting, a cr- what seems to be a crazy amount of money because he figured out how to not try to sell a mattress and make $5 here and there, but instead saying, hey, I bet more than five people will listen, and I bet some of them are going to want to buy your vertical farm because it's the only one, and I'm the only podcast. Let's make this thing work. And so I, I'm not saying to avoid – the advertisement, just find a true sponsor if you don't have your own product or service. But if you do, you're always going to do better selling your own thing. And I think it's better not to muddy the water. Yeah. Yeah. And I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Uh, Even when it came to any advertising online, I had a songwriting resource back in like 95. It started and for a long, long time. And very specifically, it was geared towards songwriters, not, you know, not necessarily musicians or gigging people. It was like, you know, this was a songwriting website. And so it had people who were sponsors like Berkeley, you know, like the school of music and you know like this kind of stuff so it was very very specific as far as the sponsors were concerned and the songwriting contests and things like that and and being a gatekeeper in that kind of an environment is uh i almost kind of felt like it was a solemn duty (laughs) (laughs) right yeah that's a good way to, to think of it actually i respect that yeah because, you know, you can take advertising money from anyone, but is it going to help them and is it going to help your audience? So right. really consider that, I guess, before you're going to decide who your sponsors are going to be, if you're going to have sponsors. You know, you may as well make it worth everyone's time. You don't right. want to waste your listeners' time either. So, you know, Another thing right along this point that I think is you don't want to waste your listeners' time. I love that you said that. And for me, I, I kind of tested, like, where does an ad work for me, by the way? Like, and it's my own mm-hmm. stuff, so I shouldn't really call it an ad. It's me talking about what I have going on. Sure. I started using dynamic insertion, which maybe some people will be familiar with. They're checking this out. Maybe some won't. It basically allows you to add a separate audio file into a podcast. So mo- usually it's like beginning, middle, end, or some you can actually place where it is. What I found works best is before my introduction. And I don't always turn it on. I only turn it on when I have something. So if you're a weekly listener, you might go two months just hearing the roll into the little intro jingle, right? Uh, and then like into the actual episode. But occasionally you'll you hear me say, hey, Alex here, I want to let you know we've got our next virtual event coming up on this date at this time. I'd love to see you there. Go to podtalks.fm to grab your ticket. And now let's get into the episode. And then it rolls into the intro. It's now telling them like, this is the podcast and they're hearing something. Wait, I'm not used to hearing that. What is that, right? Uh, it's like, think about like, um, I don't know if you had like a favorite 
uh, show growing up or anything like that, but some TV shows, I remember this, like, they changed the intro at some point. Mm-hmm. So you'd hear the music, which you're used to hearing, you wouldn't even look at the TV yet because you're just, you're, you're like, I already know what this is. And they'd change and be like, what, what, what's going on here? Right? Like, what <laughs> yeah. is this? Yeah. And it, it sounds kind of the same, but it's not, it's not really the same. I found that that works so well. And then right after the, the event date, I just cut that off. And then it's back to normal for a month or whatever until I have something else to talk about. And that's what I have found has worked the best for me. Keep it really short, straight to the point. So usually my podcast, I'd say, I'd probably say eight months out of the year, it has no advertisement at all. Mm-hmm. But that way, when I do place it in, it's on every single episode and it's there just for a short time to really pique someone's interest because they're like, this is different. What is this? Yeah, that's a really good option. Yeah, I, I like the uh, dynamic insertion at the very beginning, too, because people are that's when they're you've got them hooked. They're there to listen. So you may as well. Yeah, that's a, a really good option. Um, and as far as elements of a podcast are concerned, do you feel that there are elements that all good podcasting all, or all good podcasts should have in them that you know, you just encourage people to continue doing on a regular basis? Yeah, I, I'm, I might not have data on most of this stuff, but, and you could probably actually speak to someone better than I could, Jody, but like the first thing I think of is having some sort of intro jingle song. Sure. It doesn't need to be long, sometimes brief is better, but something that people can remember remember you by, right? Uh, I mentioned TV shows a second ago, so I'll do another one. I know this is about audio, but I'm mentioning TV shows. But the intro to The Office, I can hear that song anywhere, and immediately I'm like, ah, that show yeah. makes me laugh so much, right? <laughs> like, everything in that show is funny. Yeah. But like, all I, have, I don't have to watch it. I just have to hear it, and I can recall all these different lines that I've heard from it that I love that I'll probably repeat on the spot right there. You want people to associate some sort of sound because sound is so powerful with what you are and, and what you do. Uh, I, I can remember some people have told me, they're like, man, whenever your podcast comes on, I kind of like dance a little bit in the car whenever it's like coming on. And they're like, I'm like, that's, that's great. It means you remember me. You're excited about it, right? I didn't make the music, by the way. I don't want to take credit for that. Um, but I do think that it's very important to have something that separates you. And I'm also all for getting straight to the point as fast as possible, but not so much so that you miss that really key thing. And, and Jody, you probably can speak to the psychology of that or the science behind it because I know it's there. But th- that's an important point. Am I right yeah. in saying that? Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's uh, we remember audio so much more. That's why this whole audio branding thing has become kind of important, because advertising that isn't memorable is failed advertising. And advertisements want to be memorable. And anything wants to be memorable, really. When you're doing a podcast and all it is is audio, (laughs) you want people to remember where they are and who they're listening to, right? That's kind of important. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think I, that's one of the important elements, though. I, I think that that's a really important one. Beyond that, this is like maybe just some etiquette, but say the name of the show and say who you are every mm-hmm. time. There's a lot of podcasts I listen to, and I, I, some I really like, so I wanted to like reach out to the host, but they never say their name. And maybe that's intentional, but I, I hear it more times than it is probably intentional, right? There's probably the rare case where it's like, hey, I want to keep my identity kind of like out of this. But occasionally, uh, maybe that's the case, but every other time I'm like, why? Like, I don't, hey, podcaster, like, I really like your show, buddy, right? Like, I don't know what to say. And I I believe that listeners, they want to feel like they know you. Yeah. And so, like, the thing is, like, if I, like, so I listen to to audio branding outside of me just being a guest on it, which, again, Mm -hmm. honored to be here. But I don't say, yeah, I listen to audio branding. I say I listen to Jody's podcast, Audio Branding. (laughs) <laughs> right. That, that, and like, but if I just said, sure. yeah, there's this lady and she has a show called audio branding. Don't know her name. So I'm not very connected <laughs> with her. Right. So I'm just saying like, it's important for us to, to do that as podcasters, to build mm-hmm. that no like trust with our listenership. 
Yeah, definitely. And I, I totally agree with that. Do you want to sound your absolute best when you're being interviewed on a podcast or when you're hosting your own show? I have a podcast episode and free downloadable worksheet called Sounding Your Best as a Podcast Guest off of the audiobrandingpodcast.com main page. Just click on the little square graphic to the left of the player displaying my podcast trailer. It gives you some comprehensive suggestions for where to start or for improving the sound you already have, including the type of microphones to consider and why, ideas for soundproofing your recording environment, and suggestions on how to get the best sound when you're being remotely recorded on services like Riverside FM or Squadcast. Don't let bad audio quality hold you back from being the best podcast guest or host you can be. And of course, if you happen to need voiceover for your intro and outro, feel free to get in touch. I'm happy to help. And now back to the podcast. I don't think, and you probably can speak to this as much as I can, I don't think people listen to a podcast because of the subject matter necessarily. They may continue listening for that, but if the if if the host is not interesting to listen to, or if you can't get to know that host in some way, they're probably not going to stick around because you know it, it's about it, it's about you, you know, it's about the 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 host and what they bring to the comfortability, I guess the the being able to relax into that moment when you're spending time listening. And, and that, that's an important aspect of all of this, I'm sure. So, and again, I, like you, I don't have any numbers to back that up, but I would just assume that people listen for personality almost more than they do for subject matter. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's a great reason to, to talk about this next point here, which is to, to be yourself. Like mm -hmm. I, I get that we have like a bit of a, a podcasting or, or, or voice that we develop, right? So we might be a little bit different in just a normal conversation, which on the mic you have to be, because if I talk to my normal cadence on a mic, it'd be a little bit more monotone, right? But in person, it's just different. I remember the first time I got on stage, someone's like, hey, Alex, you need to be like, you need to feel like you're being over the top because to everyone else, it looks like you're still not even close to that. Yeah. And that, Jody, that was the most uncomfortable thing. I'm like, so I need to like throw my arms more and say things loud. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I rewatched the video. I'm like, you're right. I felt like I was being really animated and I still look a little stiff, right? Like, and so you might have to develop that a little bit, but mm -hmm. my least favorite thing that I've had happen is when I'm a guest on a podcast or I'm the host and the person on the other side of the mic, we hit record and at first they're like, oh, man, I can't wait. This is going to be so much fun. Can't wait. Right. And then they get on. They're like, Hey Alex, it's good to be here with you today. And you're like, wait a minute. Where, where, where'd Mr. Cool go? Right. Where'd the fun <laughs> yeah. guy go? And I think that the, the less we associate ourselves with who we truly are, the more disconnect we're building with our listenership. People can see right through that. Even if you have trouble doing it, people are, people are smart. Podcast listeners are, I mean, if you look at the data on podcast listeners, they're actually some of the smartest people on the planet that are listening. And so it's, it's kind of an interesting thing, but we've got to learn to develop our voice and to truly be ourselves through it. Oh, yeah. Authenticity is so important these days, even in voiceover. You know, this has been a trend that I've been noticing in what I do for many years now. You can't be selling to people anymore. You're having a conversation, right? People don't want to be sold to. They want to be discussed with. They want to have a discussion, you know? Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, such a good way to say it, Judy. I love that. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a trend that I think is in many different places right now. And definitely when it comes to audio, authenticity is huge. So, yeah. And I don't do any stage presentations, so I can only imagine how difficult that is for you. And I, I am super impressed that you do that. So <laughs> way to go, first of Thanks. all. <laughs> uh, podcasting has actually helped a lot. Like mm -hmm. I, I've, I've learned to be good on stage through what I'm doing here. And uh, so I, I really... I, 
I don't mean to say like I owe it to podcasting, but it has really just helped me with my confidence so much, my ability to actually deliver something meaningful because you're on the clock, right? So even here, like I can't ramble on for 15 minutes every time you ask me something as much as I might like to. I can't, right? Because <laughs> well, like, you could, but yeah, <laughs> I might cut you off, but you, you know could. <laughs> There's another great point, by the way. Keep your episode duration somewhat similar. Like if mm-hmm. you don't, don't tell your listeners, hey, every week we're going to be here for 30 minutes and they make it two hours, right? Uh, like um, imagine that, right? Like if they're listening on their way to work and they're like, oh, I got a quarter through this episode, I usually finish them. What happened, right? Like that inconsistency is really not healthy to do long term. Uh, it's probably like one of my last ideas there. I mean, I've got probably could come up with more. I'm sure you could as well. Yeah. But I think that that's a really important one as well. It's just consistent episode releases and consistent duration of episodes as well. This has been part one of our interview. I hope you'll tune in next week for part two. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.